Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit TheOrganicView.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Tom and I are going to talk about industry tactics to recycle chemicals that have been deemed not fit for market. Also joining us today is Judge Mary Nash Stoddard. Mary is a veteran expert on aspartame and other artificial sweeteners. We are going to discuss methods industry uses to recycle chemicals for market. So I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Colorado beekeeper Tom Theobald. Hello, Tom. Hello, Joan, and hello, Mary. (laughs) Hi, Tom and June. Um, It's good to be here. Thank you. And thank you so much, the Honorable Judge Mary Nash Stoddard. Mary, could you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Well, I think the most important thing for today's listener is uh, to know that we have been at this for three decades now, investigating and exposing the deceitful tactics of the industry, sweetener industry, that gets things approved through backdoor tactics and many other ways. And and these are products that are not safe, obviously. Aspartame goes by Neotame, Advantame, AminoSweet, NutraSweet Equal, Candorail, all these other names. But uh, we'll discuss more of that later, I'm sure. Thank you, Mary. While this show focuses on the impact of neonicotinoids, I think the methods used by industry to recycle chemicals on the market apply to pretty much any industry. Now, recently, a chemical called aldicarb has been in the news. Aldicarb is a carbamate insecticide, which is the active substance in the pesticide Temic. It's effective against thrips, aphids, spider mites, lygus, flea hoppers, and leaf miners but it is primarily used as a nematicide. According to Panna's Dirty Dozen, it's one of the most deadly pesticides ever invented. However, it will be back on the market in 2017, that's next year, folks, as AgLogic 15G. This is so disturbing. And Mary, I know you've seen this time and time again. Yes, it's just the latest version in the shill game that the chemistry, uh, chemical industry and the sweetener industry both use uh, with alacrity. I mean, they, they do it really well. Back to the tobacco industry, you know, everybody's taken a page out of uh, their book, and these issues parallel what the tobacco industry went through in, in uh, saying their product was safe. So EPA has to be held accountable, and it looks like they're giving industry a backdoor, which is convenient here in the certification process. You know, if if you don't ban it, you can certify people to use it, and that's ridiculous. A poison's a poison by any other name, don't you think, Tom and June? Well, I think one of the interesting aspects of this is a is a more recent announcement that they have uh, 
undertaken a withdrawal of fubendiamide. Do I have that correct, June? Yes. And and uh, in the first case with Aldicarb, it was an agreement to cease manufacture. And okay. it appears it appears from what I can see is that what they've done to do an end run around that is to sell the manufacturing rights to someone else and that someone else brings it back on the market and and it appears that the EPA is either incapable un, or unwilling or uninterested in in applying any kind of regulation and oversight in the case of flubendiamide it's a US withdrawal and mm-hmm. this is a practice that they've followed for 50 years where if it's banned in the United States they'll just dump this product on other unsuspecting countries so there are many ways for them to get around this and it seems that that the EPA is complicit in this charade and that's the concern as a citizen that I have Oh yes, I agree. The EPA, the FDA, uh they they let them have their way, the uh industries. And they've got the money, so money is the power with these government agencies. And no matter how you look at it, the conscientious consumer gets kind of lost in the shuffle. And unfortunately, Tom and June, this battle looks like they're attempting to pit the conscientious consumers and those of us who question the safety of these things against the poor little farmers who are just trying to raise their crops and and keep their crops safe from pests, uh, pests, unwanted. And that's not the case. We're for the farmers. We're for responsible farming, organic farming, uh, cutting the use of poisonous, toxic pesticides uh, anywhere in the world. Well, they've done the similar thing with the beekeepers. They've set the beekeepers up as the bad guys who are standing in the way of, as you say, the poor farmers. And yes. we're not against the farmers. We're we're farmers ourselves with a different livestock, a different crop. But uh-huh. what it does is it makes the beekeepers, and in this case the citizens, the policemen in this Affair, And I've used the analogy of the interstate highway system. If I told you that you had to go out on the interstate system and enforce the speed limits, you would say that I was crazy. But that's exactly (laughs) what they've done with the beekeepers and with the citizens. We shouldn't have to bird dog the EPA constantly to see that they're doing their job. We shouldn't be the police force. That's That's their role. And they're, they're simply not doing it. Well, they've abrogated their role, clearly, and given in to the power of money. I mean, many of these agency employees go over to the chemical companies and industries after they leave their government jobs. So with an eye toward their future, you know, sometimes I'm not saying they've they've been bribed or anything like that it's it's not a conspiracy it's just uh they're trying to cover themselves and not make anybody mad so it's we're stuck right in the middle unfortunately and it's uh the consumer that is going to bear the brunt of the poisoning and and the devastation that happens when these things are allowed to occur 
Well, I think one of the points here is that the public needs to read between the lines and yes. exercise some critical judgment because we're being misled as, as to what's going on and how it's being handled. I have said many times on this program that I think that most of the EPA employees would like to do the right job if given the opportunity. But what we're seeing yeah. is a substantial management corruption here. And mm-hmm. you've touched on it, Mary, about the, the revolving door where they go back and forth between industry and and, and the regulatory agencies. Yeah. Um, we they will continue to send us these kinds of problems forever, and they have been sending them to us forever, and nothing is going to change until we begin to change the management end of things. And I think we all right. need to start changing our focus a bit from dealing with spot fires to removing some of these corrupted managers from their positions and putting people in there who are going to champion the interests of the citizens and the environment. And I'll say again, that management chain goes all the way up to Congress. Congress is the highest Mm -hmm. level of that management change, and we need to start removing some of these people. Absolutely. Although Congress has very little uh, power over our agency, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration Agency, that we're in in uh, constant disagreement with on the sweeteners, aspartame. Uh, the EPA, they can control a little better, but the FDA is just really out of control. And without those balances that Congress could have, you know, they they did do a labeling law. Well, the FDA went around the labeling law that says aspartame has to be on the label by federal law. And they invented neotame and approved that as a generally recognized as safe, a grass substance, which says they don't have to be labeled. And so that's their back door. This back door is the certification that they're going to, the EPA will grant to people to, to uh, give them the ability to use it uh, with impunity, you know? Sad. Does the FDA report to anyone? No. It, that's and you can't sue them. No, they have no, uh, I mean, they have ultimate authority over Congress, over the president. You know, you cannot make a law to ban a drug. That's given full power to the e, uh, the FDA. The corporations have just completely taken over the system. Yeah, out of control. Yes. But we can read labels. As you say, we can we can do our own investigation, which we're going to have to. Uh, we can subscribe to newsletters like the Organic View and and listen to the radio programs that reveal the truth, like like the one you and June have. Um, it, that's our hope for the future, I think, is conscientious consumers getting out there and really reporting the truth. And thank God for you guys. Well, well we've you, said it. 
we've said as beekeepers that the only power that we have is the power of public opinion, and I think that holds in this case as well. Absolutely, and in most cases, honestly. Uh, Public opinion can sway things, and, and people say, oh, well, what can one person do? I say, man, one person can move mountains. Mm-hmm. If they really stick with it, they're not discouraged by slings and arrows, <laughs> you know, thrown at them. Uh, they can do it. And everybody has to say what they feel and think about this and, and do it publicly and not be afraid. Yes. One of the things that baffles me is the public short-term memory. Yes. Aldecarb, from what I understand is a pesticide that was manufa- that was being manufactured at Bhopal when the Union Carbide plant exploded. That killed, over I think, over 10,000 10, people yeah. yes. while they slept and blinded numerous others. That's right. And this is going to be back on the market. This just does not make any sense. Well, I think most of the public, June, is not aware of this. They're not aware that it was even banned, probably. The the ordinary consumer on the street, you know, in the supermarket, wherever you see people buying products, um, they're not aware of these things. We are. It's our job to be. I mean, we have to be because we we care. But most people are just trying to make a living and feed their kids, and, you know, they, they don't keep up with all this. It's our job to make sure they do, and, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, I think our responsibility is to make them aware of these kinds of things and hope that they're paying attention. Right. Awareness is everything. Once you shed light on something, people who are doing evil deeds kind of uh, shrink away. You know, they don't like the light. They don't like the truth being told about what they're doing. They'd rather do it in secrecy and behind closed doors and don't bother us. You know, we're we're going to do good things for you. We're taking care of you. It's so paternalistic, you know, aren't they? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it just makes me wonder what kind of bottom feeders are these companies that are buying chemicals that have already been taken off the market. They're they're in it for the bottom line. They're the profit margin. I mean, it's pure and simple. Greed and avarice is what they're after. They're not after anything to help people. Or I mean, if that's a byproduct of the money they make, fine. But that's not their primary motive to help people and make people healthier and feel better and you know do good. No. And corporations are made up of people. Corporations don't do things. People who are in the corporation making the judgment calls are the ones who are doing the work, good or bad. Not all corporations are bad, but it's hard to see good things coming out of the ones we're talking about today for sure. Well, Mary, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And your insight is so valuable. When you take a look at the big picture and you see that this is a repeated pattern of behavior that's very typical for industry, any industry, it's frightening. Yes, it is. 
and I, I share your concern just because we're in it for the sweetener industry and, and awareness about that doesn't mean we don't care about all these other uh, very important issues because we certainly do. We have to. I mean, we're all in this together, trying to make this a better, healthier planet and, and better world. Mary, could you just take a moment and share your website information with the listeners? Well, our website is aspartamesafety.com. But it's also uh, many other places on the Internet. Stoddard's POV is our blog, and we're on other other websites, as well as the Organic View. Um, our radio shows on aspartame are archived there, and thank, thank you for that. But if you just Google aspartame or Mary Nash Stoddard, you'll find out uh, where our information is is found in fact sheets and all kinds of good stuff we we want to help people thank you mary and thank you tom well thank you june and mary i want to thank you for sharing your perspective with us because while we focused on the pesticides we can see that this is a game plan that's being worked in many areas and you give us a a better perspective so thank you for taking the time to talk with us Thank you. We're all in this together, you know. Thank you And, folks, you're very welcome. If you have any questions, please write us at questions at theorganicview.com and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which can be found at The Organic View. Please tune in next week as Tom and I continue the discussion. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with The Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon. 